Hey, it's Kathy. I'm just hopping in real quick to tell you that the doors are closing to the Abundance Method program today. That's right. May 16th, four o'clock Pacific time, we close the doors to this program. And I'm so excited to watch you change your life. I'm so excited to see what happens when you tap into the energy that is within you and you start to attract so much into your life and there's incredible synchronicity and you start to perceive what was always here in plain sight and that which was hidden becomes revealed. If you want to join us, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And remember, those of you who sign up for the Platinum, you get the retreat included. It's going to be an incredible retreat. It's a three-day experience. You can choose between July or October and the July is definitely filling up. So come on in and join us. Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. Etsy is a treasure trove of inspiration. Every single one of those people started from nothing. If you're a creative person, if you're a baker, a dancer, a photographer, a screenwriter, an actor, a comedian, a podcaster, and you want to figure out how to make a living doing what you love, this is the show. This is the show. Don't keep your day job. My name is Kathy Heller, and I'm a singer-songwriter. I make a living doing what I love, and I want that for you. This is the show that's going to help you do that and give you not only inspiration, but some real-life strategies. This is going to help you figure out how to take your creative passion and turn it into a profit. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is treating Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners to their first dinner, a $30 value, if you visit blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Purchase a subscription for someone you love each week. StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. They simply reply to this email with their story or can record it over the phone by calling the StoryWorth number. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash dreamjob. Hi guys, it's Kathy Heller. How are you? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm really excited. We're going to talk today about Etsy, and I've gotten to connect with a lot of you over Instagram and on the Facebook group and on the Facebook page and over email. I feel like there's just so many makers and creatives and people who are doing lots of awesome things, whether you're making hand-lettered goods or you are making soap. Um, I just feel like this conversation today is going to be really helpful, and I want to dive into it. In addition to the interview that um, we're going to do with Kruti Patel-Goyal, who's here today, she's a rock star. She's been at Etsy for a while, and she helps run the show. In addition to the interview that I think will be really insightful, I made you guys this cheat sheet on basically everything you need to know to get started. If you want to create an Etsy shop, this is a great cheat sheet to download. You can go to the show notes on iTunes or you can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and you can find it there under this week's episode or you can also find it on the Facebook page or on my Instagram. Um, But download this cheat sheet whether you want to start an Etsy shop and you haven't yet or if you have already an Etsy shop going but you want some tips and tricks to make it stand out and to grow your audience, download this cheat sheet because there's so much great stuff on there and it really is super simple to create an Etsy shop. It costs 20 cents to list something and if you have like two minutes to read through this cheat sheet, you'll be surprised. Like you might actually get out of your own way and just bite the bullet and put up an Etsy shop. If you have even one thing to sell, you can get started and I think that you'll feel more empowered and more sure if you just take a look at this cheat sheet. I think that it'll take some of like the overwhelm away and I think it'll help you guys to move through the motions and get it done. I also wanted to say something about about that. I want to remind you that it's it's about small steps every day. And I want to remind you to keep going because every one of us, every one of us um, comes up against those feelings of being overwhelmed and you're not alone in that. You know, we are all a work in progress. Um, we're all dealing with challenges and, and you can sort of take comfort in the fact that you're not alone and that everybody you're going to walk past today on the street or who's sitting next to you in the subway or who you see chatting with someone in a cafe, we're all working through our own stuff and we're all every day, um, you know, having to come out of our comfort zone and dealing with these shadows and these demons. But 
I'm telling you, and you know this is true what I'm about to say, you've already gone through the hardest stuff. So it's about step by step, these small actions every single day. And instead of thinking about what if, what could go wrong, what could go wrong, I want you to keep turning your focus, just shift your focus over and look at what could go right and what could happen and what are all the possibilities and all the wonderful things that could happen. And I want you to quit hiding your magic. I want you to quit hiding your you-ness from the world. And your you, your being you, is your superpower. You know, when you um, think about starting an Etsy shop, for instance, there's going to be a voice in your head for some of you that's going to say, why even bother? Because there's already thousands of people who are creating cards or creating candles or tote bags. And and, and here's the thing, that that is true, but there's one thing that's also true, which is that nobody else is you. Nobody else is you. And I talked about this last week on the Facebook Live that I did. And by the way, you guys should come to the Facebook page because I do Facebook Lives every week and um, you'll catch it live. And if you don't catch it live, you'll see it in your feed and you can you can watch it. But last week I was talking about how the thing that's going to set you apart is that you're going to share, hopefully, who you are with the world. And then when people are buying a candle from you or when people are buying your shirt or when people are buying the cookies that you bake... At a certain point, it, it is the quality of what you're creating, but it's also that they, they, they fall in love with you. And, and I love that about Jenna. You know, Jenna, who was on our show last week, she's such a rock star. And I think if you go to her Instagram, you'll see exactly what I mean. Like, as you look through the photos, yes, you see what it is that she's creating, but you also very much see who she is. And she puts it right on out there. In fact, I'm so impressed that she'll put a photo of herself in like, you know, her skivvies, in like wearing like almost nothing. And she'll show, she'll show her curves. She'll show what she's got going on. And she'll, and she'll make sure to write in the caption how, you know, one of her missions she feels is to, is to be brave to post photos that aren't perfect because she wants to remind people that they don't have to live up to some like perfect standard and that, you know, we, we are magnetic because we're not perfect. And, and so what I'm saying by, by way of this example is people fall in love with who she is as much as what she's creating. And so when you go through putting together an Etsy shop or whatever it is that you're working on, whether you're starting a Facebook group or you are creating your own business, whatever you're doing, I want you to remember that you need to be be sharing who you are with the world. And there is so much courage in being honest. And it's so rare today for people to be brave enough to talk about what's real. And instead of you being shamed for it, I actually think that people come around and support and cheer for you even more because I think hearing people's stories and hearing the realness in people's stories, I think that people celebrate that. And so there isn't anybody else who's you. Um, Last time I checked, you're the only you. And so if you do have something you want to sell, if you do have this, you know, deep down desire to create your own shop on Etsy or whatever it is, um, now is a really great time. You know, it's December, it's the holidays, it's, it's the season of wishes, it's the season of magic. Um, and, and the new year is right around the corner. So it's a great time to play with this and to put things out there and, and don't, don't overthink. You don't have to overthink the name of your blog or the name of your Etsy shop or you don't have to overthink every photo because you can you can live your life with a pencil and an eraser and you can start and then you can at least know that you, you've got momentum now and so don't look for reasons to get stuck don't hide your magic from the world you are so enough you don't know how enough you are and I'm here to remind you week after week one more thing guys this week uh, Thursday night I am speaking at Miracle Toy Hall It is a toy store with a theater attached to it in Los Angeles, um, in the Miracle Mile part of town. It's going to be so much fun. I know the Gold Star had actually put up some comp tickets. Um, Check to see if there's any left. If not, there might be a few tickets left um, that you can buy. And it's going to be such a fun night. You're going to have a chance to shop at the toy store if you want to get some last-minute gifts. And then in the theater, I'll be speaking for about an hour on making your own miracles. And then we'll do some Q&A and there'll be some tasty treats. And I would love nothing more than to see all of you. I know many of you don't live in LA and you won't be able to 
to make it, but I am working on my 2018 calendar. If you would like me to come to your city, then message me on Instagram and let me know where you live and I will talk to my team about trying to get to your city. In the meantime, if you live in Los Angeles, if you want to come Thursday night, go to the show notes on iTunes and find the link to tickets um, and come on over Thursday night and um, meet us at Miracle Mile at the Toy Hall and uh, we'll just have such a good time. You can also find tickets to that on Facebook um, at Don't Keep Your Day Jobs Facebook page and also on my Instagram at Kathy.Heller. Follow me at Kathy.Heller, Kathy with a C, and I will follow you back. I would love to watch and uh, cheer for you guys from the sidelines on your on your Instagram. By the way, if you have not left us a review on iTunes, it means the world to me. Please go ahead and leave us a review because it is um, one of the absolute best ways for you to support our show. When you leave us a review, it helps in the iTunes algorithm for our show to kind of move up the ranks, which gives our show more exposure and then more people can find it. So please leave us a review. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Blue Apron. It's a better way to cook. So Blue Apron is so much fun. Um, we recently made these delicious tacos. They send us everything. You guys are going to love this. And now they're giving my listeners your first meal free with free shipping. You guys have to try it. Blue Apron delivers fresh pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and it's designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what fits best in your schedule. Some upcoming meals include baked tilapia and creamy kale with frigola sarda pasta, chili buttered steaks with lemon parmesan broccoli potatoes. Best of all, Blue Apron is treating Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners to their first dinner, a $30 value. If you visit blueapron.com slash dreamjob, we're so thankful for your support. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. It's a great way to stay in touch and you can learn about your relatives. You know, you can ask them questions and answers to questions can be really surprising and answers to questions can be really moving. I think it's a treasure to pass on to children and to future family members. You get a hardcover printed book, black and white, up to 500 pages. The data is secure and everything is private by default. You can control who sees your stories. I think it's a great gift for the holidays for your loved ones who enjoy telling and sharing their stories. You know, so I think about my grandmother and I think like if she was alive today, you know, like I would love to gift her with this because I would love to start compiling her story and I'd love her to be like writing it. Also makes her feel really special. And so I think about like maybe I should give this gift to my mom because my mom has all these great stories about my my grandparents and the time they spent in the Catskills and what it was like for her growing up. Like these are stories that I want to remember and there's probably so many more stories. And since my mom is the one who's like the link, you know, maybe I should gift her with this and then I, I'll have it. I'll have it, you know, saved. You can try it out for $20 off. Visit storyworth.com slash dream job when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash dream job. So I'm so delighted that Kruthi Patel Goyal is here today. Kruthi is amazing. You um, will fall in love with her. She's such an eloquent speaker. She's the general manager of seller services at Etsy. She helps the seller. She helps all of their sellers figure out how to gain an audience and grow their business. And she loves indie makers of all kinds and from all different parts of the world. And she's here to to really help give you some insight. And so I think that what we talk about today is probably relevant no matter what it is you're doing, whether you're working with an Etsy shop or whether you're not. We're just going to have a great conversation about um, really drilling down and, and figuring out who you are, what you have to offer, and how to enhance that and how to celebrate it in a way where other people can really get on board and you can find your tribe. So whether you have an Etsy shop or not, I think you guys will, will love this episode and find it really helpful. And like I said, you can go to the show notes on iTunes and you can download this cheat sheet. It is like a five or six page PDF. It's chock full of great stuff. I think you guys should check it out. I think it's really going to help you no matter what, whether you want to start an Etsy shop or not. Download it, read it. it, takes two minutes, and I think it'll be really helpful. And let's dive in to Etsy. Hi, Kruthi. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is so much fun. I feel like this is one of the most perfect conversations to have for our audience. Um, there are so many people listening right now who, you know, really have a need to to work with Etsy. And I think Etsy is, for a lot of our listeners, like the perfect sort of partnership and, you know, a, a nice home for growing your business. Um, let's go back a little bit, give people some background. I mean, a lot of people know what Etsy is, but some people really don't. Tell us a little bit about how Etsy got started and, and, and what it is and how it helps um, indie artists of all kinds. 
Sure. So, you know, at its core, Etsy is the leading global marketplace for unique and creative goods. It's it's the place that buyers go to when they're looking for something really special. Yeah. Um, not just the ordinary run-of-the-mill everyday things that you can find anywhere, right. but something um, that means something to them that's for someone special, for a special occasion. Um, and what's really cool about Etsy is that uh, there's a great chance that they'll find just the right thing on Etsy because we've got over 45 million items. That's crazy. Um, that are created and sold. I know, and created and sold by 1.9 million sellers oh around the God. world. So that, that gives you a sense of the scale that we're at now. It might be helpful context to know that you know my role uh, as the general manager of our seller business is to lead the teams that are responsible for building all the tools and services that our sellers need mm-hmm. to run their businesses. So now to take you back in time, Etsy started in 2005 and I started in 2011. And uh, between the time when Etsy was started and I first joined, Etsy had already seen an incredible amount of growth. It was founded by um, a group of co-founders. Rob Kalin was the CEO when I first started. He was one of those four co-founders. And the company was started with this really simple idea that um, makers should have a place online to sell directly to the customers that want things that are beautiful and handcrafted, yeah, it makes um, sense. made by another human being, mm-hmm. right? And and that ethos, that you know, mission and meaning, um, has remained true through the history of Etsy. That you know, we exist in order to help these buyers and sellers connect. We we recently relaunched um, and re- revisited our mission statement. Um, it used to be really long, and now it's a simple three words. It's keep commerce human. Um, and it's such a powerful idea, right? This notion that commerce at its essence, at its core, is about two human beings connecting to exchange something. And what's cool about Etsy is that it's this platform for that individual maker and creative entrepreneur to find um, that buyer who's looking for just what they make, just what they create. And that was true in 2005. And that's true today. Uh, And so the company has scaled a lot. When I started in 2011, um, we had about 650,000 sellers and about a little over $500 million in sales on the platform that year. And fast forward to 2016, uh, and I told you we we have have 1.9 million uh, sellers now and over $2.8 billion in gross merchandise sales. Oh my God. And so if if you put that in context, that means that there are millions of people who we are helping connect with the buyers who are looking just for what they make. Um, and that's pretty amazing when you think about the scale and the magnitude of that. Uh, and when you bring it down to the individual level, what's really exciting about it is that there's this really amazing journey that sellers go through as a creative entrepreneur that you know I've had the great benefit of being able to hear firsthand from a lot of sellers um, in the time that I've been here. And so oftentimes sellers will start out and, you know, they're not sure whether or not anybody is really interested in what it is that they make and what it is they create. And so the first part you know, of, of their journey is, is really about like that excitement when you get a first sale or a few sales right. and you realize someone likes what you make mm-hmm. and they like it enough that they're willing to buy it. Yeah. Um, and then the next phase of that journey is, is about scaling up. And oftentimes, you know, I hear sellers talk about how they were excited to learn that there are people who wanted what they sold and yeah. they... For the first time, they had this inkling that maybe they could make a living doing this thing that they love to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a really exciting time when you when that possibility and that idea opens up to you. And then what's really interesting is this, that sellers, once they find this great success, the challenge in, that, in the next part of their journey is figuring out how to ma- manage it all. So they might be getting a lot of sales or selling all that they can make, and they're simultaneously trying to figure out how to keep growing. Uh, how to keep innovating and create new things and how to manage it all so that they can keep spending time doing what they love rather than spending more time managing their business. Um, and that's the that's the interesting paradox of becoming successful as a creative entrepreneur, right? The more successful you get, the more time you end up spend, spending managing your business right. when the reason that you got into it, into the business is because you wanted to um, spend your time right, making. have that freedom. And yeah. that, right, and that's really the problem that's where we come in. That's the problem that we're trying to solve, right? At the beginning of your journey as a creative entrepreneur, we want a platform that makes it really easy for buyers to find just that special thing mm-hmm. in this sea of, you know, really unique, beautiful, weird and wacky items, like anything that you can imagine. And once 
once we get there, once we solve that problem for a seller, um, you know, finding that connection, making that connection with buyers who are interested in what they sell, uh, a big part of what I focus on is how do we make managing that business a lot easier yeah. so that our sellers can keep pursuing what it is that they, what they love to do. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Now, not everybody has been convinced that they can make a living. So I want you to take us um, through a little tiny highlight reel here and give us a few examples of some people who you think are, are real, like, you know, Etsy, you know, superstars. Like, tell us a couple stories about people who who started a shop and and give us a little um, fly on the wall perspective on people who started and and what happened since they started. There are a couple that come to mind. There's this Etsy shop called uh, Pretentious Beer Glass. Pretentious great Beer name. Glass. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> Pretentious Beer Glass. Um, and uh, it's a shop that sells craft beer glasses that are hand blown. Oh, cool. And started by um, a seller by the name of Matthew Cummings. And you know, here's somebody who's an artist by trade. He's a glassblower by trade. He spent 10 years perfecting his craft and he realized that he had this like, this fundamental challenge, right? He got he got to this point where he was so good at his craft, but his items were so expensive um, that his friends and family couldn't afford the work that he, he made. And so one day he was having beers with his friends from a craft brew club. And one of his friends asked him to, um, to make him some custom beer glasses. Hmm. And so he did. Uh, and in the process, he realized he'd inadvertently stumbled into this niche, this hole in the market that wasn't being served that he could fill. So six months later, he started his Etsy shop and sales just took off. Amazing. Um, he was able to use the money to fund um, a glass blowing studio in Knoxville to hire others in the area who wanted to also practice their craft. And he financed it without taking on any debt, hmm. you know, one sale at a time through Etsy. And a couple of things that are really cool about his story as well is that he feels like he's created this um, environment where other glassblowers can also find their niche and make their way. So he pays them for the work that they do in helping him um, fulfill his orders, but then they can also use their free time um, using his equipment and his studio to make their own goods and sell them and create their own businesses. So he's doing so his part cool. in creating this. Uh, community of, of glass blowers. That and, is so cool. Um, in 2016, it's super cool, really inspiring story. Um, and in 2016, he um, he combined his love of glass blowing and beer, and he opened a craft brewery next door to a studio. And he basically he said that he feels like he's fulfilled his dream, um, which is uh, having a place where people can have beer in handmade glasses, yeah. go next door, see people making the glassware that's, that's cool. at the bar yeah. um, and practice their craft if they want to. Yeah, so that's, um, that's one one story that, that I thought was really, really cool and really inspiring. There's another story of a shop called India y la Luna. Mm -hmm. uh, and the seller who started this shop um, is a woman by the name of Gabriela Hughes. And her story is, is really different uh, in that she was a single mom with a one-year-old daughter named India, which is where the shop of, mm. where the name of her shop comes from. Nice. And she lost her job uh, working oh at a hotel in Buenos Aires. Um, and here she is with no income, no savings, aye, aye, aye. and a baby girl at home. And she needed a plan, right? Yeah. Um, she had taken a metal smithing class, a metal smithing class years earlier. And so she started making jewelry and opened um, opened this Etsy shop named after her daughter. Mm -hmm. And she had been listing, you know, she'd been listing stuff in the shop as a hobby, um, but she basically learned as she went. She joined uh, what we call teams on Etsy, uh, a team called the Etsy Metal Team. Um, and what's great about teams on Etsy is it's a super engaged community of sellers who choose to help each other out That's through these so teams. That's so nice. Um, they're, they're community groups. And so, you know, by watching online videos and talking with other members of this team, she honed her skills mm -hmm. and she started designing more and more um, types of jewelry um, using copper and silver and brass. Yeah. And then during the day, she was also working as a kindergarten teacher to pay her bills. Oh my God. And at night, she was making jewelry until like two or three in the morning. And this is the story of so many people who are trying to find a way to do what they love when they're getting started. Um, you know, they're, they're doing two or three jobs yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And so two years later, uh, this was back in 2008, um, her hard work really started to pay off. And her orders 
started coming in more steadily, so much so that she was able to leave her teaching job oh, cool. and focus on her business full time. That's cool. And, you know, since 2006, she's had over 3,000 sales. She's selling to buyers all around the world. And, you know, she's just one other example of the inspiring stories that we hear from our sellers mm -hmm. all around the world. Mm -hmm. um, and it's what you'd asked what I loved about working at Etsy. And it's, it's this, it's knowing that how, what I do helps people like Gabriella fulfill their dreams. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I've had a, a really interesting journey through Etsy. I've run four different teams now uh, on my way to this role. And it's given me a chance to really see Etsy and the impact it has on our seller, yeah. on our sellers from a lot of different angles. So interestingly, the first job that I had here at Etsy was running a team that we called Marketplace Integrity and Trust and Safety. And that's the team that's responsible for making sure that what people sell on Etsy complies with our policies. Mm -hmm. um, the second role I had was running our international business. And I had a chance to meet a lot of sellers from around the world in that role. Um, and that was super inspiring as well, because I got to meet and talk to sellers and hear about, you know, the challenges that they have from every corner of the globe mm -hmm. in getting started on Etsy yeah. and, and building their businesses. And one of the things that I love about Etsy is that it provides um, makers, designers, creators access to this global market of buyers that they otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah. And this is even more true in countries outside the U.S. Yeah. Um, so I met sellers from Turkey and Lithuania, um, Poland, uh, as well as, of course, like Germany and France and the UK and Canada. And what was great was hearing these amazing stories of, you know, how they started and grew their businesses, how they wouldn't have the ability to do that without a platform mm -hmm. like Etsy. Mm -hmm. But also to hear that the challenges that our sellers face around the world um, are largely the same. Uh, you'd think that they'd be more different. Like it would be really hard to do, to, you know, manage one part of the business if you're in Japan versus if you're in the U.S. But really what we heard was different versions of the same story. Um, either I'm trying to figure out how to grow my business and how to find, how to get my goods in front of buyers who care about what I make. Right. Or my business is successful and I'm trying to figure out how to manage my business so I can spend more time mm -hmm. making what I love right. and more time innovating. Yep. That makes sense. Um, and that story is remarkably consistent uh, no matter where a seller is selling from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to talk about that because I feel like you hold the keys to a, a really special kingdom. And I think that it would be so helpful to really take some stock in, in the wisdom that you have. And I think that that problem, you, you know, you talked about too. But the first one I would think is is something that everybody, you know, is challenged by. How do I find people? How do I grow my business and find people who are interested in what I'm making? And while Etsy seems like just so, you know, scrumptious in so many ways, what is the best way to master it? Like at, at, at the core of everything, there's still like, there's an algorithm to things. There's a reason why certain things get featured and certain things don't. How do we grow our following on Etsy? What are the things that sellers need to keep in mind? What are the things that sellers need to do to get more attention, to stand out from the pack so that their shop, that their store gets more attention? Well, there's so much to talk about there. Um, and one resource that we have that is, I think, gold is called our seller handbook. Um, and it's great because, you know, no matter what stage you're at, what you sell, what your problem is, there's a great chance that we've got some content, some article mm -hmm. written by experts to help you figure that out. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges our sellers have, but we hear from our sellers is they want more tools uh, and more ways to market their businesses. Mm -hmm. So um, we just put out this, what we call the ultimate guide to marketing uh, in our seller handbook that has like hundreds of pages of resources mm -hmm. um, uh, and tips for how to market your shop. We've been busy at work creating more tools to help our sellers get in front of the right buyers. So a great way to do that is um, to use what we call promoted listings, um, which are, you know, uh, ways that you can, basically you can pay for an ad to promote your shop to the top of the search results mm -hmm. when somebody is searching for a term that's relevant to what you sell. Mm -hmm. So it gets you to the top of the list, gets you seen, um, and helps you understand whether, uh, what you sell is attractive yeah. and relevant to the buyer audience that you're that you're targeting. 
We also offer another ad product called Google Shopping Ads, which lets, which lets you do the same thing, but on Google. Um, and we've gotten really great feedback from sellers so far. Another thing that we've been working on, uh, we've been hard at work on this year, and is particularly relevant right now going into the holiday season, is that we introduced a new uh, sales and coupons tool. So we all know that sales and promotions are a really great way to entice buyers to try uh, to buy something for the first time, to get them over that hurdle of making their first purchase. Mm -hmm. And we know that our sellers for a long time have been using sales, but what we've done for the first time is um, host a site-wide sale. Mm -hmm. And we did this um, for the first time over Labor Day, and we saw some great results from it. Um, Not only did the sellers who participated in the sale saw a really nice uplift in their sales, but sellers who didn't participate in the sale also benefited from the excitement that we created and the additional traffic that we got to the site. Um, And over the holidays, we're actually running, we're currently running a Cyber Week sale, which you know, is getting our, which is getting buyers really excited and bringing a lot of new buyers to Etsy. And so on the seller side, we've made it, we've created a tool that makes it really easy to run these promotions. So you can either offer a discount on whichever items in your shop you want a discount, or um, you can offer a promotion like free shipping. And then what we do on the front end of the marketplace, on the buyer facing side of the marketplace, is we make it really easy for buyers to find items that are on sale and to filter items by sale or by um, shipping promotion. Mm -hmm. So tell me some basics. Like if I don't have an Etsy shop, but all of this is sounding really cool. Tell me some things that I should know about building an Etsy shop so that it can feel really doable. And then tell me how to make that Etsy shop actually feel like it's going to stand out. Because I think one of the reasons people might not even make one, even if you make it sound easy to put it up, is they might feel like no one's going to notice. Like there's so many people already selling jewelry. There's so many people already selling candles, crafts for parties. So tell me some basics of like why I shouldn't feel so overwhelmed and what maybe I can do to create a shop and to create a shop that might stand out. Sure. So... The first thing that you have to think about is think about what you sell, who you're selling it to, who who would want the thing that you sell, and what would make it special to them. Hmm. And that's kind of the starting point of everything that you do. Um, One of the most important things that we know for sellers to get sales is um, to take great photos, right? Um, Your photos are a buyer's insight into into your products, into your workshop, into your story, into how they can use your products in their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. Because they're not coming to a physical store and touching and feeling and seeing what you sell, your your photos have to tell that story. Sometimes that's not immediately obvious when you get started with a, when you start your Etsy shop and we'll see sellers just put up one picture Mm -hmm. of an item Mm -hmm. um, and wonder why it's not selling. But the first thing I'd say is take a picture of that item from every angle, show it, show how big it is, show it in context. If you sell art, show it on the wall in a home. Um, uh, if you sell a toy, show it in, uh, relative to the size of mm-hmm. your hand. Um, so photos are a really, really powerful. Sales Great photos. Tool. Check. Okay. Um, the, the second is tell a story. People don't just buy things. They buy stories. Right. Um, so you have to tell a story to that person who might be interested in buying your item about why that is special. And part of the thing that makes that item special is your story as a seller, where that item originated from in your imagination, mm, That's cool. Um, how you got started, yeah. as well as um, what you think makes that item unique, how you craft it, the materials that you use, the inspiration behind the idea, um, any of the things that you think would make that item feel special and stand out, yeah. you need to tell that story. And you have a few different ways and places to tell that story through the title of the listing, the tags that you use, the description that you use, the about page for your shop. Um, those are all different ways for you to uh, tell the story of your shop and the things that you sell. Tags are a really interesting one, right? Because they're so important to search and to getting found, not just on Etsy, but off Etsy as well. And so we always encourage uh, people to think like a buyer, put put yourself in the shoes of somebody who is not sure exactly what they want. Um, What would you search for? Yeah. That's that's how you should think about your mm-hmm. tags. Use every single one of the tags that you have available to you so that any way that somebody could think about um, describing your item, they'll be able to find it. Yeah. 
There's one seller that uh, I remember seeing who it was a clothing designer. Yeah. Um, based in Asia, and he talked about the various collections uh, and items in his shop based on the the inspiration behind them. So every collection of his was inspired by a different country. Wow. And so in the description of the item, he would talk about why it was part of the India collection and what it was, the colors, the shapes, Mm -hmm. the feelings that India evoked in him and how they related to that item. And that really made a pair of flowy pants stand out from every other pair of pants that you might find on Etsy. Um, They're not just a pair of pants. They're inspired by the sights and the textures and the um, the colors of India. Mm -hmm. And so that's one example. Um, A second example is we have uh, a lot of sellers who also make craft supplies. So um, yarn is a really popular craft supply on Etsy. And, you know, we have some sellers who have these really amazing stories about, you know, they, they raise their own sheep, they shear their own wool, they spin their own yarn, they dye it by hand. And that is such an incredible story. You're making a, if you imagine that you are making a special blanket for your first grandchild and how, how much more special does it make it that you're buying this beautiful hand dyed yarn? made from a seller that raises her own sheep and you can see who she is and pictures of her farm on her shop. And she's kind to the sheep too, for those people who are like, sheep, don't touch the animal. (laughs) She's the kind of woman who's like, I love my sheep and I give them special food and I make them their own blankets and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, for me, a lot of the sellers that whose stories that I really connect with and love are are moms who started their shops as a way to find a balance between raising a family and yeah, having totally. a business that they were passionate uh-huh. about. And and oftentimes it's about setting an example for their children yep. of how they can do what they love and be a parent as well. I'm a mom of young children too, mm-hmm. and I always think that those stories are super inspiring. Yeah, I have three little girls under six. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I, I'm one of three girls, so I'm a big fan of all sister yeah, families. Nice. <laughs> I have I have almost four-year-old twins. Oh, my goodness. So they're definitely a handful. Yeah, I get that. Um, but most of our sellers, um, over 80% of our sellers are women. So that's what's so cool. one thing that's really special about Etsy is that we support a marketplace of creative entrepreneurs who are mostly women. Yep. That's inspiring in and of itself. It's true. Almost all of them run their shops from their home. Over 90%. How cool is that? Um, and the vast majority of that. them are businesses of one. Yeah. What we like to call one-woman shops. Yeah, one-woman shops. <laughs> um, and so what's neat about this is we feel like this is a, a part of the economy that we don't often talk about, that's not often measured, right? People who are working in mm-hmm. multiple roles, sometimes full-time, sometimes part-time, uh, and sometimes, like I said, just as a, as a hobby. But it's interesting to note that almost a third of our sellers... Yeah have a traditional full-time job alongside yeah. their Etsy shop, while another third yeah, another third of our sellers, um, for them, their creative business is their sole occupation. Yeah. So, you know, we've got a really diverse range of, of sellers across Etsy, which you would expect with 1.9 million sellers around yes, the Yes, you would. That is really cool. And it's so cool that people can do this from home and one-woman shop is just... That's so inspiring to people who have this side hustle they'd like to get started on. It's great. You know, we had Christine Griffin Grimes here from French Girl Organics, and she um, she has had such an incredible journey with Etsy. And she talked about how she told, similar to what you already said as sort of guiding principles, she put her story out there and her story really, I think, helped change things for her. She talked about how she loved France and she always knew growing up, even though she grew up in the States, her mom is Cajun French from Louisiana. And when she finally went to France in her 30s, something inside of her like just felt like she was home. And then she spent years trying to figure out how to celebrate what she loved about France and how to sell that. And she tells this whole story in her 
um, description on her Etsy shop. And then when you start to look through her items, you, you feel what's behind this, you know, you feel the generations and you can, you can hear the music and you can see the women walking down, um, the street and in the cafes. And she talks about it. She talks about how this was really her DNA, her ancestral DNA, like calling to her. Um, and I, I, I think that that makes sense that that story really can be a game changer. She also talked about how Etsy featured her. And that feature was a mm-hmm. huge game changer for her. And she is now in every anthropology across, you know, every anthropology that exists. She, she's there. How does a person get a feature on Etsy? How does that happen? How do you guys decide which, which items editors won't, might pick? You know, we've got a team of folks here who are constantly scouring Etsy to find exciting, fresh, beautiful items and stories Mm -hmm. that we think buyers are going to like. You know, we're sitting on a treasure trove of data. And so one of the things that uh, we get to see are emerging trends. When pineapple motifs become all the rage, you probably see it on Etsy first. And so the team of folks that we have that are figuring out what to feature are looking for that. They're looking for great stories. They're looking for beautiful photography. They're looking for something unique and special, just like the story that you just recounted that we think will sing to our buyers. Um, So there's no one formula to getting featured. Um, And that's why it's so important to go back to those basics, right? Take great photos, tell your story, know your buyer, know who you're talking to. Mm Um, and in the process, you'll develop a brand that tells that story and that really connects with buyers. Do, do you feel that your sellers um, tend to also have other platforms that direct people to the store? Like, is it a, is it a thing where other where people are using Pinterest to grow awareness of their brand, or people using Instagram that funnels back over to Etsy, um, or 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 is it enough to say like I'm just going to put all my energy into Etsy and I'm going to find my tribe, I'm going to find an audience? That's a really great question. Um, in the world of social media, all of those channels are really important right. tools for our sellers to find their audience. Mm-hmm. At the same time, our sellers find Etsy a really great and easy place to get started. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes Etsy is the first place that someone will launch their business. And second, we find that we hear from our sellers that Etsy tends to be the biggest channel and the most important channel um, in terms of places that they sell. But that doesn't mean that they don't promote and find that buyer audience elsewhere. We think, you know... um, What makes Etsy special is that we make it really easy to sell on your business. You don't need to figure out how to set up payments or how to set up your own website to get started. All it takes is 20 cents in a dream uh, (laughs) to get started. And that's what we make really simple, right? But you still have to do work to find your buyers, not just to tell your story, but to get that story out in front of the people who are interested in it. Social media is a great place to do that. You asked about other tools and tips. We, we recently launched a social media tool for our sellers that make it really easy to create beautiful content mm-hmm. and share it out over your social media networks from Facebook to Instagram to Pinterest. Um, so it uses our app. You have to use, uh, we have an Etsy seller mm-hmm. app where you can just take a picture, go into our social media tool. We'll also give you suggestions for visuals that you can share mm-hmm suggest tags that you might want to use. If you're promoting that you're having a sale, you know, Etsy sale will be a pre-populated hashtag for you. And we'll also populate hashtags based on um, the tags for the item that you have. So it really is super simple to just connect your accounts, your Instagram account, your Pinterest account, your Facebook account, and share the same image across all your social Mm -hmm. media networks to really harness the power of those communities to drive sales um, and to drive views to your Etsy shop, to raise awareness really of, of, of your story and what you sell. Yeah. As far as creating content, because I think that people get stuck there, I wanted to ask you what else mm-hmm. you've seen that's worked, whether it's on people's Instagram that's helping them build their brand on Etsy or whether it's on Etsy itself where people are uploading videos of themselves baking, whether people are uploading um, blog pieces of like recipes. I wanted to ask you about content and different pieces of content that you are finding that's working? So, you know, in terms of content and how you promote your shop, it would be great if it was a really simple formula. 
um, this kind of content on this channel. And I don't think it's that simple because of the range of stories and types of products mm -hmm. that our sellers sell. Really depends on who your buyers are and where they're at. So for some sellers, it might be you know, creating video tutorials yeah. and sharing them around. So we all know that there is a huge trend around slime uh, over <laughs> oh, this, no. this last several months. Yeah, and that made its it. way to Etsy. Uh -huh. And so one thing that I thought was, was really cool was the variety of slime that you could find oh, on geez. Etsy. The rainbow sparkle uh -huh. yeah, unicorn yeah. slime and the pumpkin spice latte oh, slime. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, one thing that's, that was uh, an effective way to stand out was really about tutorials on how to make uh -huh. slime. People that might want to make it with their kids and then buy the, you know, buy the ready made yeah. uh, slime that you've created. Yeah, yeah. You know, stories, whether uh, video stories or otherwise, or, or, or written stories, I think are, are really, really effective for, um, for artisans like woodworkers, people who make, you know, their own uh, handcrafted furniture. Uh -huh. We have a lot of amazing furniture makers on Etsy. Um, and so ways that they can tell their story in longer form are really, really powerful. So seeing video uh, features on those sellers are, are really terrific. The other thing I was going to say that is effective for some of our sellers is getting featured in other blogs. Oh, tell me about that. So Etsy is a great place to outfit, you know, a celebration and what celebration is bigger than your wedding. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, there are a handful of blogs out there that are known to be tastemakers yes. in the wedding space. Yeah. And so we found that there are certain sellers who have gotten featured through those wedding blogs. Mm -hmm. uh, and that has driven a ton of uh, traffic and yeah, sales cool. and awareness to their to their shops. So that could be anything from handmade bridesmaids dresses oh my God. to yeah. custom cake toppers. Yeah. Cake toppers are one of my favorites because I got married about 10 years ago, but I remember going to a friend's wedding and I was looking for a really special gift for her engagement party. And I found these cake toppers and I was flipping through the photos and I saw that she, that there were wooden peg doll cake toppers that were painted so to match the outfits of the uh, bride and groom. Mm -hmm. And I saw one that was um, decorated in traditional Indian attire. And so I bought these cake toppers for uh, a friend of mine with, you know, traditional South Indian wedding outfit oh um, for the bride, which is, you know, a very specific um, oh, yeah, style. I'd say so. And that's the kind of thing that so does special. really well. Yeah. On it, it's really special. It's unique, um, and it does really well on wedding blogs. Not just any wedding blogs, but there's you know one or two wedding blogs that are specific to South Asian weddings. Right. And how do they find? Do you feel like those bloggers are just on their own searching, or does Etsy make like forgive my analogy, but since I'm I come from the music background, does Etsy make sort of like playlists? Like here's your favorites of this for the month. Here's your favorite woodworks of the month. Here's your favorite, you know, uh, yarn thing. Do you guys do stuff like that to bring attention? It's a combination of all of the above. Okay. So these um, editors are looking on their own and Etsy is a great place for them to look yeah. because they know that we, um, a lot of trends, you can see them early on Etsy. Right. A second way is that we curate guides as well. We have trend guides that we publish through oh, our that's cool. uh, PR team. We also have editor's picks, which are regular collections that we publish. Right. And then the third way is the ingenuity of our sellers. So our sellers are out there reaching out to these editors themselves to pitch what, what it is uh, that they sell. And again, this is where the story is so important. It's not just what you sell or the photo of what you sell, but the story behind that right. item that you sell. That um, and if you can capture the attention of those editors, of those bloggers, uh, that could be another really great way yeah, to that's neat. Uh, get, get content written about your yeah. about what it is that you make. I'm glad you brought that up because that's out of the box. What's your advice to a creative entrepreneur who's listening right now who might feel really overwhelmed, who might feel kind of defeated, who might feel like, you know, 2018 is here and I'd love to create my own business, but I feel either like, why bother? A million other people are already doing this or is it really good enough? Um, or, you know, I'm just afraid, you know, to get started because it all just seems sort of overwhelming. What's your advice? Well, first it's don't get discouraged. Just <laughs> looking around Etsy is a treasure trove of inspiration. Every single one of those people started from nothing, right? They started somewhere without any sales. Mm, that's true. Um, and so every one of those stories is a story of inspiration that you can look to. 
The second thing I'd say is one of the great things about Etsy is that we make it really easy to get started. You don't have to have you know, a whole line of designs. You can start with just one thing. It costs 20 cents to list and you can test it out. Share it with friends, share it with family and see what resonates with people in terms of your story and your photographs. You really only need one item to get started. You can set up your Etsy account with your bank account so that um, if, if your item sells, the money goes straight to your bank account, mm -hmm. but that's it. You need to come up with a name, an idea, uh, and spend a little time writing a great description and a story about who you are and what you do. Okay. And even that can just be a few lines. So it's really just about a photo, something that you've created, uh, and 20 cents. And that's how every single person on Etsy got started. No, that's amazing. What if people get stuck overthinking the name of their shop or the description? What would your advice be for that? Nothing is set in stone. You can okay. always start a new shop, change your name, create a new line of goods. You know, it's a great place to just get started and to experiment. We have such an incredible community of creative entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I think is most unique about this community is how supportive it is of, mm. of the other sellers in the community. Um, and so reach out, join an Etsy team, ask other sellers for advice, ask them how they get started. Uh, in January, um, we sometimes run a series called Etsy Resolution, which is about, you know, if your New Year's resolution is to get, a, get started, here's how you can get started one step at yeah. a time. That's and, so nice. Um, you know, that's a great way to get inspiration as well. Yeah. So I guess my advice would be first step, look around Etsy and see what inspires you. Mm -hmm. And the second is to just take it one step at a time. Don't worry about creating a brand and a full line of stuff. Think of one thing that you're really excited to sell, to get out there and to test in the world yeah. and tell a story about it and find other people who can support you through it yeah. along the way. And it's not exclusive, right? It's not like if I have a shop at Etsy, I can't sell this somewhere else, right? Absolutely. You know, we think of our job is to help our sellers grow their businesses and be successful. We don't limit what you sell. We don't limit how you sell, mm -hmm. rather. We want to help you be successful by providing the information that you need, the inspiration and guidance that you need, a platform that makes it easy to sell. Awesome. So cool. Um, so where do you want to send people to just Etsy.com or do you want to send people to, is there a, a URL or a, a part of the site where they can get more information? Like you said, there's like a handbook on marketing. Where do you want to send people to? So just go to Etsy.com slash sell. Okay. And that's where you can find information on, um, what Etsy's all about, the tools that we offer, the fees that we charge. Um, you can see how simple it is and you can just sign up and get started. You can also see some inspiring seller stories there if you need a little boost to figure out how you can get started too. So fun. Thank you so much, Ruthie. I really appreciate it. I feel like you gave us like a, a nice inside look into how, how this really can, can be doable and, and it is so inspiring and it's, it's such a fun thing to be a part of. Thank you for, for being here and sharing all that with us. Thank you for inviting me. This was really fun. I really enjoyed our conversation and would love to chat again sometime. This was such a good one, you guys. I feel like so many of you have these like ripe Etsy shops just waiting to come out of inside of you. And I, I, I can't wait to see him. By the way, if you do create an Etsy shop, um, PM me on uh, Instagram and let me see it. I, I want to see a screenshot of it because I, I, I'm so excited to see all the goodies that you guys are going to be putting out there. And I'd love to celebrate and, and mention a few of them. So if you go ahead and you create an Etsy shop and you were inspired to do it based on this episode, definitely private message me on Instagram, send me a screenshot, let me know. And then I'll talk about my favorite ones because I want to just continue to support you however I can. All right, here are some takeaways. Number one, think about what you want to sell, who you're selling to, and what makes your product special to them. Number two, we don't just buy things, we buy stories. Number three, the story of your product's origin is your unique factor. Number four, once you know your story, find the people who are interested in it. Number five, everyone starts from nothing. Number six, all it takes is one item. Number seven, nothing is set in stone. And number eight, take it one step at a time. Okay. 
like I do every week, I'm going to leave you with a song of mine. I love you guys. Um, please leave us an iTunes review if you haven't already. It takes like literally less than a minute and it will mean the world to me with every single iTunes review. It helps us move up these sort of ranks on the iTunes charts and it works with the iTunes algorithm and more and more people will know about our show, which means a lot to me. Thank you for that support. Um, I'm actually doing a giveaway right now and if you come to Instagram, you can see the directions, but if you do leave us an iTunes review um, before Wednesday, uh, you are going to be entered into this giveaway and I'll be sending a $250 Nordstrom gift card just to say a huge thank you um, for being so supportive of me because I really, really appreciate and love you guys. I'll talk to you next week and if you want to talk to me before then, come to the Don't Keep a Day Job Facebook page and you can catch me this week for a Facebook Live. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tim Street, and producer, Emma Kikuchi. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. I don't mind the cold, because I got you to hold. And now I like the snow, because I take you.
time of year.